bit about body image and give you five tips to help improve your body image. So the main reason that we want to touch on this subject is that in my past I previously experienced um, struggling with an eating disorder so I have had to do a lot of work to get from a place where all of my thoughts were taken up by what I was going to eat that day and what exercise I was going to do, I would cancel social plans um, and basically my whole life was just governed by uh, just completely about yeah exercise and food and it was never about living life you could never appreciate and enjoy the moment because your brain is just so focused on um yeah what you're eating that day and it it you never get a holiday <laughs> with with an eating disorder like you will go away and you still have those thoughts uh, and opinions and no matter where you get to with your body, like your body could, you know, you could lose a lot of weight and um, still your mind won't register that. Like you still feel equally as rubbish about your body, no matter whether you're, you know, a really low weight or a bit of a higher weight compared to what you normally are. So basically I've come from really struggling and it completely dominating my life, not really living life, to now being in a much, much healthier position where I can go out and just, you know, not exercise, like just not have to think about those things, not have to think about what I'm gonna eat that day, you know, go out for dinner and meals with people and not have to look at the menu ahead of it to, or decide where you're going based off of like, well, what you feel comfortable eating or like picking the lowest calorie thing on the menu um so yeah it's been a really it's been a long journey like i think i probably first struggled when i was about 14 and so i'm 25 now so <laughs> it's been um yeah it's been a fairly long journey so i like to think that i've got quite a few tips um to help well i also along. would say that i actually think now you have worked so hard at it that like I think you now have a better relationship with food than even just your average person because I think obviously with diet culture I don't know anyone who has like a super amazing relationship with food I think we all I mean I went to spinning yesterday morning and we'd done this whole spinning class where he was quite aggressive about how hard you had to push yourself and then he finished mm -hmm. it by saying and now you can go and drink your skinny cappuccino and it's like we're so drilled oh, yeah. as a society to have this kind of really negative relationship with food that we have to earn it. Mm -hmm. And I think now you just have this incredible, like you have such an amazing awareness, both yeah. of how your mind is working, awareness of like society's impact on the way that your mind is working. And then like all of these really rational ways of combating them, all, com mm -hmm. um, combating them all. Yeah, I think just recognising... Like, I think I wouldn't say those thoughts completely go away from your mind. Like you say, you can learn to rationalise them or tell them to be quiet because you're like, that's so ridiculous. You know, mm -hmm. I, I'm just having a nice time with my family. Like, it doesn't matter what I eat. It doesn't make me like a good or a bad person. And your weight is not what people care about. The people who love you just want you to be happy and they want to have 
they want you to be present in the moment and a lot of the time eating disorders and disordered eating can really take you away from being in the present moment and actually um you were like so consumed at times that you just weren't even there I remember you just you just weren't there I remember one Christmas you (laughs) ate a quality street and I could, you were just so on edge about it. And it was, I yeah. was like, I've eaten the whole fucking tub. Yeah. I was like, I've eaten the whole tub. Yeah. And you've eaten one. I think that's when I started to be a bit like something, something's going on. Because you were like, I need to go to the gym. And I was like, yeah. For one chocolate. Yeah, God. Well, I mean, it's not great, is it? But that is the reality of mm. what eating disorders do. They really do take away people's kind of life and your connection with people as well takes away all your joy it mm. literally removes joy from your life yeah because you might you know a lot of people go out for dinner with their friends and their family but when you're have when you have an eating disorder you can't fully enjoy that you can't really be present because you're thinking right how many calories have I eaten today how many calories is this and then punishing yourself how much do I need to exercise and it's just like a constant like you just wake up with anxiety on your chest immediately because you're like oh my god what am I going to eat today? Like, is it going to be a good day or a bad day? And your good day and your bad day are based on what you've eaten and what you've ex- and how you've exercised. Not, did I connect with my family and did I laugh? Like, it's just all. Did I enjoy the ex- exercise no. class I went to? No, it was. It's never about like. It definitely was never about enjoyment mm. in that period of my life. It was all just, I need to do this, and then. What what is the end goal that you think then you're going to feel better, or is it all just a control a control thing? Like, what was your end goal? Can you remember? So originally, when I first experienced it, you had like I just wanted to get a flat tummy, like that was my goal, and then at least that was what my conscious thought was. I don't know whether there was a subconscious reason, like. Because a lot well, of it reasons... started around the time that Grandad yes, and a lot died, of... and that a was... lot was going on in our family, and I think maybe, and I moved away to university. Yeah. And I think it became a control I thing. I think they say yes, because that's what they say. They say um, people often use if they've got an issue with food, it's often because they're trying to. That's the aspect of their life that they can control. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think consciously that's what I felt it was. It was going away with lots of people from school and I remember thinking, I want to look good for this holiday. And also social media and stuff, it was all... I had Tumblr, which there was loads of like thin spoke stuff on there. So I think I just remember having that goal. And then... And then at first you feel like quite high because... Obviously, when you begin dieting, there's such thing, I think, as, like, the high of, like, when you start losing weight, people Mm. feel great. Mm. So, I think I had that, and then, after that, it kind of, the reality of it hits, like, yeah, like, just the reality of the situation hits, because then you realise, okay, yeah, maybe I've, like, lost this weight, but I still want to lose more weight, and, um like actually to lose this weight I was eating the same meals every day or whatever for however long and that's not what life you know you can't do that unless you take yourself away from everybody and everything that you're just like 
this is the safety and comfort zone basically well, that's what it became like you had you had safe foods mm. yes, you ate that i could list what you ate they talk I still about remember. that a lot in terms yeah. of fear foods so they often yeah you were scared of a lot yeah oh god i was scared of like smoothies and hummus just because they're high calories yeah. for what they are like god they're so good for you so it's just you you take yourself away from social situations and normal life because you're like the only way that i can sustain this and i think people have this perception of when i get to this weight i'll be happy or when i've got a flat tummy i'll be happy but you never will be <laughs> it sounds quite miserable but the weight is not the issue like you could lose as much weight as you want and if you've got body dysmorphia you're still going to see yourself Mm -hmm. as bigger than you are and you're still going to feel like it's not enough because it's all it's in your mind a lot of it it's not actually often people say it's not to do with your body so like if you're feeling like controlling and losing weight it's not because there's anything wrong with your body it's actually just like you know, you need to feel better in yourself. You need to pour love into yourself rather than... Punishing. Yeah, because that is yourself. the... It is punishing yourself. Well, I suppose it's like, like someone else is punishing you. Anything in terms of, like, people who have addic- any sort of addiction. Like, it's chasing a high, trying to control, not valuing your, yourself enough to, like, really care, care for yourself mm-hmm. and look after yourself properly. Yeah, well, it's, you think it is looking... I don't know. I know, that's the pro. I think because of diet culture, you can almost oh justify the behaviours. Like, oh, you're so good, you've got such so good So healthy, yeah. Like, people comment... I don't think that helps people commenting about, like, what you're eating and stuff. Because then you're like, oh, that is... They've almost made it your identity, and you feel like if you do eat something that's not necessarily healthy, people will be like, oh... Like, mm. you're, you're, that's, like, you out of your comfort zone or whatever. And it's just, like, I think people are just focused. Or and then that's them weight. perpetuating the thoughts you're probably already having and making oh, gotcha. it worse. Oh, like, when people comment, like, oh, you look good when you've lost weight. Yeah, and I should keep going. Perpetu- yeah, perpetuates it because you're like, oh, I get, I get this validation and love from other people when I'm thinner. So uh, it must be better. I've, I've lost a lot of weight recently because I'm really stressed, literally from pure stress, from really bad anxiety, um, just worrying about like trying to find a new house and stuff and just other like single single parent stresses. And the amount of people who are like, you look amazing, you look so great. And I've literally started turning around to people and saying, this is not good. This mm. This has come from being really worried and not being able to eat from like sheer worry yeah like and and people were just like well you look great though and it's like <laughs> that's the thing is people never think about the reason yeah you should just not come comment on people's weight full stop because it's not your business you don't know the reason behind it someone might have lost a lot of weight because they have gone on a diet and or they've started eating healthier or something but it could be that they've got an illness that's made them lose weight or like mm. you know something big could have had, they could have had a miscarriage and then their worry and like just guilt and stuff from that might have made them stop eating like there's so many reasons that are actually negative yeah. as to why people yeah. there's probably more weight. negative reasons than there are mm-hmm. i mean is it posi- i don't know is losing weight even a positive 
if someone is if like, it's like life and it's affecting their saving, lifestyle, yeah. then yeah, absolutely. It's great for them. Um, but yes, it's, it's a very nuanced topic, mm. I think. But saying to someone, you now look great. Honestly, I've literally saying turned... you didn't look good before. Yeah, I've also been, I've literally been saying to people, it's because I'm really stressed, this is not good. And people are still like, well, you look great though. And I'm like, but I don't I've just great. told you I'm that yeah. stressed that I've, like, it's actually worrying. Yeah. Like, I've been to the doctor about it because I'm worried yeah. because I've lost so much weight so quickly. Like, yeah. I'm actually worried about my health. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And pe- I, I literally have said that to people. But people will think skinnier means healthier. Mm, and mm-hmm. a lot of the time it doesn't. Like, I obviously have been a lot skinnier than I am now. And, like, was I healthy? Absolutely not. Like, I'm 100% ha- healthier now, mm-hmm. without a doubt. And it's not even just healthier physically, it's also the mental side. Because I think that's what people don't understand about eating disorders, is it's not a physical thing. Yes, you know, some of the symptoms it does when people aren't eating and things, they can lose a lot of weight and and that can show in their body. But what the thing is, is it's a mental thing. It's it's like someone else. It's like a cry for help. I'm really unhappy right now. But she's we're like, well done, you yeah. look great. You must be have, feeling great. And it's like, why are we equating something that actually quite a lot of the time is coming from like a really, it, it is like a cry for help. Mm. But no one sees it as concerning or worrying. Mm. They see it as like, congratulations. Yeah, like you, you're, you're smaller, you're, you yeah. shrunk yourself. You, society is more accepting of you now. Yeah, literally, <laughs> literally. Shall we move on to the, yes. the tips? So the number one tip that we've got is focusing on functionality. So what your body can actually do rather than what it looks like. Um, as a, I think as a starter, as a starting yes. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just um, because I think you can be more, uh, it's like even just having the awareness. I know we've spoken previously about awareness versus gratitude and you know originally you might not feel particularly grateful for your body and and yeah yeah you might not be able to look at it and be like you're beautiful you're amazing you it takes a while to get there but a good place to start is like thank you like you've woken up woken me up this morning and my heart is beating and I'm privileged enough to be able to like walk wherever I need to go or cuddle people with my arms or Mm. see beautiful sights um yeah and just really focus on the functionality yes because there's so many things that your body enables you to do that you don't even think about like you said your heart beating for you and like being able to cuddle someone feel someone cuddle you or kiss you like those things are so fulfilling in life and they Mm. make you feel so warm and without without your senses and without parts of your body you wouldn't be able to feel that so it's just appreciating you know maybe I don't like the way that my legs look but my legs allow me to run or skip or Or like jump on a nice walk down the river or whatever it is exactly like there's so many things so I think just focusing on yes maybe you don't it's so hard to love yourself or even accept yourself but just focusing on the amazing things that your body enables you to do, mm. I would say. I definitely think since having two children, I have such a deeper appreciation for my body because I'm like, 
wow, it's grown like two sets of eyes and two brains two and hearts. two hearts that yeah. beat and pump blood around their bodies and like growing these two little people that are now like really funny and they have a relationship with themselves. I'm like, wow, I grew that little friendship. Yeah. From like my body grew that. And then mm. like I was privileged enough to be able to like breastfeed and I'm like, wow, I managed to breastfeed for two years of my life and like nourish their bodies with that. And I'm like, that's absolutely insane and amazing as well. Um, so it's definitely like caused me to have um, a, a deeper appreciation for my body. Although I have to say kind of that first year after you have, have given birth, you do look at your body and you're just like, it's not mine anymore. Yeah. And you really have to go, like I'm sitting here now, two years after I've had my second, where my body has kind of, gone back to similar similar not the same as no, it was it'll before never be exactly the same yeah it will never be exactly the same um and you know I've been quite lucky that it has gone back to being quite similar so I know I pro- I'm probably quite privileged in that sense um but um it's taken me though those kind of two years to really work on that relationship and to start being like but I grew two babies like yeah. my belly button is really weird now because I grew two whole humans yeah and like I'm covered in I actually love my stretch marks to be fair because I think they're like tiger stripes um but yeah but just constantly reminding myself that it's done this thing and it's like an actual warrior mm. um and I've also had uh, I was really unwell when I was a baby so yeah. I'm covered in scars I've had like multiple operations and my scars kind of go all the way around my torso and I've got a massive birthmark and when I was younger lots of kids when we were getting changed for pee and stuff used to talk about it and like really point it out and I've never worn a bikini because of it um and now I look at my body and I'm like, I have been through multiple, multiple operations and I've survived and my body works. And like, I went through life or death operations Mm -hmm. and I survived and my body's pulled me through and it's pulled me through so much trauma that now I look at it and I'm like, I am a warrior. My scars make me a warrior. And that's so amazing. Yeah, your first operation was like when you were 10 days old. Yeah, I was 10 days old. So crazy. So tiny. I know how amazing when I was 10 tiny little baby that I managed to like pull through that and survive and like sit here now as an adult I know with like I mean there's I still get kind of some little problems here and there but not I live like a pretty normal life like I'm so lucky yeah and my body did all that and got me through like two births that didn't go very well yeah it grew well it managed to grow the babies too like that's amazing in itself to grow another human i know (laughs) should we go on to number two yes so number two we've got is working with like a coach or a therapist clinical psychologist some sort of professional um to kind of really work through um what actually are your beliefs surrounding food uh to try and understand basically more around where it comes from what are the things that are perpetuating um, like the cycle you might be in and just really understanding and changing your mindset because I think it's hard to fight those things alone to 
Well, I think it's cultivating that deeper awareness of how your brain works. Because sometimes mm-hmm. talking something through with someone else, they'll say, ah, oh, that's connected to what you were saying earlier. And they mm-hmm. will like bridge things together that you don't notice or realize. And they will tie everything back to like maybe points in your childhood or like deep limiting beliefs that you have that you wouldn't have managed to kind of unearth on your own. Yeah, sometimes having someone just listen to you, they can play things back to you in a more concise manner or a way that is gathering all of the things that you said and it's like well all of those things you know lead back to this belief that you're not good enough or you know maybe you I mean you can change that like we can change our beliefs mm, even though it's hard yeah you can change them absolutely the thing I would say about if you can't obviously there is therapy on the NHS for people in the UK um but maybe if that doesn't feel accessible, if it feels too scary. One of the things that I did, which is very similar, not necessarily talking it through with people, but you can get self-help books that are around like binge eating or lots of different lots of different topics. And I feel like that was one of the things that is really helpful if you can't access a therapist maybe, because they will give you kind of an explanation behind why maybe it might be happening for you some steps that you could put into place to help you work through those things so even though it's not necessarily a substitute for a therapist it's somewhere that you can go that can help you well, to like, start healing yeah. before you can maybe access those sorts yeah services. like the waiting lists are long oh yeah like sometimes also, we're told it's going to be 18 months and actually like that's sometimes almost scare scare scaremongering I actually think sometimes it's not that long. Yes. The other thing I would say is um, don't feel, if you do have to stay on a waiting list for a long time, don't feel like it's not because, like, it's because you're not sick enough or you're not worthy of the help. Mm. Like, it is coming. It's just that they have so much, like, pressure on resources and things that sometimes it's not possible to see you as soon as, like, if if it was up to them they would see everyone you know straight the next away, day yeah. straight away so yeah just know that it's not because you're not sick enough or anything that you're not worthy of help you absolutely are and you will get it it's just holding on and and doing what you can yeah and knowing that there are things that you can do on your own like you are capable of helping yourself like you have mm. that within you um with the right like guidance from books and stuff and mm. like it's not it's not you know it's not what's the word I want to say not the end of the world but it could feel like it's the end of the world yeah I feel like for people who are it will get better yeah it will there is like light on the horizon yeah I would definitely say it might feel like you'll be trapped in it forever but just know that it doesn't have to be that way you can absolutely choose to choose to change things because I have definitely felt in a place where I didn't think I would ever be able to you know live a normal life or wake up and not be consumed by thoughts about food and exercise and like I can tell you now it's a lot better on this side of things um I remember you literally despairing and being like I can't live life like Mm. this this is not a way to live my life I can't I can't be like this forever that has happened many yeah many a time because it's just yeah it felt so there was a, I feel like there was a period of time where for like a, a year or two that's yeah, just how probably. you constantly felt you were just like this yeah. is just 
it's just not... survive you were just surviving yeah <laughs> it wasn't great no but now look at you that's what i always yeah. think i always just look at you and think wow like how have you how have you done that to the point now where you all help me rationalize if i'm yeah. ever like having a bit of a like body image wobble or whatever you will help me rationalize yeah i think you kind of learn what things are helpful to say and stuff because you've been in that place and you're like what did i need to, to hear, hear when yeah. i was feeling like that cool so number three we've got changing your social media yes which i love yeah <laughs> do you want to go first yeah so i don't know how long ago i started to do it maybe two or three years ago probably when i was going through matricense which is where um you kind of have a bit of an existential crisis after you have a baby and I just started, who did I, I started off with Iskra Lawrence, yeah. was the first person I ever followed, um, but now like Ashley Graham, Lizzo, I fucking love Lizzo, like, oh, she just, I think like, actually women just look good when they just, they you can just tell they feel confident and, and are happy about the way they look, because then yeah. you are going to start to like pose in a way where I'm like, I look great. Yeah, it's like the energy yeah. you give off, it's your body language, like if you're feeling yeah. confident and you've got your shoulders back and your chin up and you're smiling because you're genuinely happy and feel comfortable versus, you know, if you're wearing baggy clothes and like, yeah, shrinking down and, you know, not looking particularly happy because you're like, I don't want anyone to look at me because I don't feel confident. So I think that confidence or even, you know, fake it till you make it, that kind mm. of act in the way that you want to be act confident and then it will come it will follow yeah there's just there's so many amazing women out there now doing so much for just like mm. just showing a whole different range of bodies in the most beautiful way ever as well like in a really natural confident like I'm happy in my skin way and I think they all look fucking awesome as well and you start to really question that like narrative that we've been sold about looking good actually coming from fitting in a certain size clothing and yes. doing your hair a certain way and wearing a certain type of makeup or having a certain type of beauty treatment it's actually all within all within like the way that you see yourself and people can just then feel that energy from you like mm. like you said that kind of I love myself and I think I look great and then I mean no one can tell you shit when you feel like that like someone yeah. could be like you look fat or whatever and like you know there's so many people reclaiming the word fat where they're like yeah I am fat what's wrong with that why are we so scared of fat why is it such a it's just taboo a it's just a descriptive word that has had negative connotations mm. put on it like it's it's like a factual thing like it's not it shouldn't be used as like offensive because it's just it's just a descriptive word like any other mm. like like but, skinny yeah but there's just these negative connotations around it as if it's like a really horrible comment when it that is just it's like a matter of fact you know it's not it shouldn't be used as like 
an offensive comment. Well, also, sense. like, so many of the things that we've been taught about being quote-unquote fat, like, that you're going to be unhealthier, mm-hmm. or you're going to be a strain on the NHS, or whatever other absolute nonsense yeah. people say, like, that's just not true. Like, medically, it's actually untrue. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think I'm the best person to talk on fat advocacy, so... We'll put some links in the show notes. But there was one podcast that I personally listened to um, from La La La, Let Me Explain. And she called it Spectacular Big Buff Tings. Mm-hmm. Um, and she, yeah, she had two advocates on it. And they were just kind of like debunking loads of the myths around being fat. Because actually, it's just not true Like that people are unhealthy when they're bigger. That's actually yeah, just not true. Who are bigger and actually exercise five times a week. Yeah. Like, it doesn't necessarily mean that that person is eating loads of junk food and not exercising and isn't healthy. Or is quote unquote lazy Mm. and stuff as well. Like, you know, loads of the people that I follow who are bigger are always exercising, but they're exercising in like a really, I'm doing this because I love myself, like really empowering way. Um, and eating a whole wide range of food, like super healthy salads and then green smoothies, but then like not denying themselves. Brownies. Yeah, or whatever it is that they want, like actual genuine, real intuitive eating as well that we've kind of yeah had completely taken away from us. Yeah, like children, children just know when they're hungry, they eat when they're hungry, they stop when they mm. aren't anymore and they'll eat what they fancy, not just... Like they'll eat what their body needs yeah. they listen to their body and and as adults we kind of have we come away from that because we you know, drum maybe, it out of kids or maybe you're taught yeah finish yeah. what you've you have got to on finish your food or, or you must eat, eat your, your vegetables yeah. and it's actually like well they're listening to their body there will be some days where a child will come and eat a whole plate of vegetables mm-hmm. other days they'll eat a whole packet of cookies and it's just what their body or like their soul needs at that time and as adults it's like you should have three meals a day and like it should consist of x y and z and it's like some people might work best on only eating two meals a day because they get up and then it varies or, day to yeah. day like especially oh, as gotcha. women like we run on a cycle that lasts a month mm-hmm. like we are on a constant cycle none of our days are the same ever no and like because of that your body needs different things different days and yeah. i my my eldest son like I found it so hard and triggering at the beginning because he's such a like feast or famine kid. Mm. It's crazy. Like he will have days where he does not, he doesn't stop eating. Like he will wake up and he'll be like, more food, mummy, more food, mummy. I want more, I need more to eat, mummy, mummy, mummy. And then like other days where he'll have like a mouthful and be like, I'm done. Yeah. And, and he will just do, and, you, and I, when he was younger, before I kind of really learned about intuitive eating, I used to panic I wasn't feeding him enough that he was starving I used to worry that he was like going to bed hungry and stuff um and now I've just kind of learned that that's just how he works and sometimes he just doesn't he's just not that hungry like he stopped up two days ago when he didn't stop eating yeah um and I've actually learned from him um and I've noticed that I actually eat a little bit like that. Now I've started to try and intuitively eat more. Like when there's days where I'm ravenous, I actually just eat now rather than being like, I need to wait until yeah. 12.15 when I'm gonna eat my yeah. lunch. I'm like, I'm starving. I'm gonna have a, a starter main and dessert for my breakfast and then I'm gonna eat like a massive lunch or whatever. Mm-hmm. And since I've started to do that, I've noticed 
that actually sometimes there's like long periods of time where I'm actually just not hungry. Days well, when I'm not that hungry. Yourself, yeah. The mentality of restricting is often what makes people eat or overeat because they're like, oh, normally I wouldn't allow myself to have this or like I shouldn't be eating and it's it's actually you should just listen to your body and mm. eat when you're hungry and just eat what you want from it. Like I had beans on toast for breakfast and I ate like a slice and a half of the beans on toast and I was like don't want any more and then I sat and ate some of that some of the Betty Crocker chocolate fudge icing and even that I had like I don't know I didn't like eat the whole tub of it I ate yeah. as much as it I want of it as I wanted and then I was like don't really want any more mm. now yeah and I didn't beat myself up over any of it I was just like delicious and that yeah. was what I really needed yeah exactly for my and breakfast today day. yeah <laughs> um so yes what we were saying is social media is super important mm. rather than just following people who might be your goal of like fitness like, anyone who makes bum, you feel shit yeah delete them yeah so if you look at their posts and you think I'm never gonna look like that like catering your social media to see bodies of different types and see people feeling confident and happy in their bodies so that you know you know you don't need you won't be happy when you reach a certain size everyone's bodies are so different and so unique no matter how much you went to the gym you aren't necessarily going to have the physique of this person that you followed on instagram even if you followed their exact diet plan and exercise, their exercise regime, yeah. like your body is just built differently. Everyone's bodies are built so differently. Mm-hmm. And it's just making yourself see people who are maybe similar to you and so that you can feel more confident in that, like you can feel confident too. You don't need to be aspiring to be something else. Like your body is absolutely perfect as it is. Mm-hmm. and it was made you know specifically for you to live this life that you're living so you you know it's your home and it's looked after you since the day that you were born and it's grown and it's you know it's healed you every time you've fallen over on the playground as a kid and there's so many things to just love refocus about it. on yeah, yeah. just rather trying to make punishing. it feel like a home rather than being like no i don't like I it hate at all. You, yeah Exactly, which nicely leads on to step four, which is affirmations. Mm-hmm. So we've, we've, we've touched on these a couple of times before, but they're I am statements, so about your body. Um, so just saying to yourself in the mornings and the evenings, yeah, affirmations to do with your well, body. Well, I think a good, a good place to start in terms of the affirmations is to find the limiting beliefs first that you mm. have around your body. So I'm fat, I'm worthless, I need to lose weight, whatever it is, my boobs are too small, I don't know, like, yeah, I've got too much cellulite. And to write that, yeah, write yeah. them all down and then you switch them. And those become your affirmations then. Yeah, like writing positive. So maybe if it's like, my thighs are too big. Yeah, be like, my thighs are powerful. Yeah, exactly. Um, And sometimes it might feel too hard at the beginning to like think of something great, like to change that affirmation. So even if at first your affirmations are just like, I accept my tummy. Yeah. Like just working on the acceptance of it first. Like, or not even, you don't even have to say I accept just being like this is my tummy and it's just like getting comfortable with like Mm. who you are in your body 
and then you can work on acceptance and you know potentially building those affirmations to be more positive I, yeah, yeah and saying things like I love my thighs or my bum or whatever it is but at first it might not be that easy you you probably won't go straight to the step of like I love if you have struggled with food yeah um, also on that as well um a good place to start because I mean the end goal is to be able to look yourself in the mirror look at your body look yourself in the eye and be able to say those affirmations but I think that's kind of like an end goal and a really good place to start is either to like just write them down just literally writing them down every morning just so you kind of set that up into your subconscious and then like maybe a next step might be to record your voice saying them and just listening Mm. um and kind of really building really really slowly the more like it will take a while but your subconscious will slowly start to take these beliefs on and then you will feel like more ready to start making them more positive or looking yourself in the eye um whilst you say them um so yeah just like really building on that and then the end goal being that you can look at yourself and be like i love my body Mm. like i love my cellulite I love yeah. my scars. One of the other things that I've been taught in the past is, you know, there might be lots of things that you don't like about your body, but trying to work out what things you do like, like even if it's your freckles or your earlobes, like it could be <laughs> anything, but there's there will be something yeah. that you like. Don't have to love it, but you know, you might really like your eyelashes because they're long yeah. or, or your hair. Like there's- or like- the way your waist dips in a bit or yeah whatever. like it can, can be, be so, so many small. things but just trying to notice maybe on the things that you don't absolutely hate and just focusing on those and being mm-hmm. like I do I love the color of my eyes mm-hmm. and stuff like that so I also found that really really helpful and then fifth and final one mm-hmm. um is I self-care rituals yes so I think we've saved this one to last for last because um, I think it's probably the most confronting, potentially the most triggering thing to do to start, especially if you've been in such a place of punishment, it's going to feel so weird to start doing really loving and caring self-caring things. things. Yeah. Um, so definitely kind of start with the first steps work with your professional kind of work on like really trying to transform the way you see your body before moving on to these um but one of my favorite things to do that has just really transformed um my relationship with my body is i have like this whole routine now um and the first thing i do is something called a ritual bath and so you go and buy yourself some beautiful flowers and like some lovely bath salts and bath oils and stuff and you just have the most extra bath you've ever had in your whole entire life like candles make it a spa put some beautiful music on like there's um i personally love um this group called beautiful chorus and they basically just sing affirmations to you like so many beautiful affirmations and it's really calming and i like put my phone to the side i don't look at it and i just get in the bath and i'm just with myself and with my body and it's like such a like nice deep connection with yourself yeah it's so Um, like nourishing isn't it yeah it'll be 
like the oils and stuff will be soaking into your skin so it's really taking care and it's taking time for yourself yeah well you're like i'm worth this bath like Mm -hmm. your subconscious starts to be like oh look how worthy we are like we are enough like to be treated with respect like so much respect and so Mm -hmm. much love um it was crazy the first time i did it i was like i what am i doing like have i lost the plot am i crazy this is so ridiculous but now I absolutely love it and then I get out of the bath and I massage my whole entire body with oil like really take my time I'm just like yeah look at my whole body and just really appreciate all of it and just like while you're doing it you can just be like thank you thank you like thank you hands like thank you for this today like thank you for letting me cuddle my children thank you to my voice for being able to speak up and like look out for myself or whatever Mm -hmm. it is like you can even just focus on that day um yeah or saying your affirmations whilst you do the massage as well like I think that's a good combination of because you're actively caring for your body while saying nice things to it as well. So it's probably gonna feel like a hug for your body. <laughs> yeah. And then sometimes I will then like put some more like sensual music on and we'll just like have a bit of a dance naked. Like sometimes I will now even <laughs> do it in front of a mirror. Yeah. <laughs> Which sounds so crazy, but I'm like, wow, like I actually quite like my body when I move that way or whatever. And it's really like transformed, really transformed the way I see my body. Mm-hmm. Well, in terms of like releasing energy and stuff, they say moving your hips and stuff is meant to be really helpful for that. So, well, apparently your hips why. is where you hold the most trauma because it's where you brace from if something bad is about to happen to you. Mm-hmm. So apparently, like energetically, Can't like all that. your muscles are like tense the most there and require the most. Do some twerking. Yes. That'll sort you out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cool. Do you have any other rituals that you... They are my main ones for, like, loving my body. I feel also, like, a self-love hug. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. of, a self-love, self-love hug. Because you're literally just... You don't need... Obviously, it's nice to receive hugs from other people. But also, you can give that to yourself. And it feels like your body doesn't really understand the difference. Like, you still feel all the same endorphins and stuff are released. Like, you are... Mm getting a cuddle from someone else yeah definitely okay cool. do you have any i think you covered off like i would say massage is one of the main ones yeah you me. love yeah i just think i love a beauty treatment so it's like having one at home every day basically <laughs> romanticize the fuck out of your body and your life and do like the most extra stuff just be kind to yourself yeah like treat just... your, be like i want to go to a spa okay you might have be like i can't afford it right now create it at home yeah like go buy a face pack or someone else doesn't have to make you feel worthy like you can do it on your own like if there's something where you think when i have a boyfriend i'm going to take baths with him and we're going to like drink tea and eat toast in the bath and like look into each other's eyes like do it yourself you don't need you don't need the boyfriend to start doing the things you want to do like take yourself out on a date Oh my god, yes. Or a girlfriend, like whoever. You don't need a partner. You do not need a partner to do things. Like anything you want, you you are saving up for this supposed future partner. Like go and do it on your own. It's excellent sitting and eating in a restaurant on your own because you can order what you want. You can leave when you want. You're not waiting for anyone else. Yeah, you can just be in your own bubble. Yeah. Chat to some strangers. Yeah. If you want to. 
Exactly. You can just read your book or chill out and enjoy the food. Yeah, just basically love yourself the way you would want someone to love you. Yeah, I think notice, you know, your voice can be very nasty in your head. And it's like, would you talk to a friend like that? Try and, if the voice is being horrible, like answer back and be like, don't say that. Like, Mm. and yeah, it's just like fighting back with the voice in your head that might be trying to tell you that you're not worthy or like you shouldn't eat as much today because you ate a lot yesterday. Like you're absolutely still worthy of food. Also, rationalise. Yeah, like don't hone in on what you ate yesterday because when you think about it there are so many years and like months and days that there's no point focusing on you know maybe you had a week where you didn't exercise at all and ate really badly but in the grand scheme of your life is that going to change your body it's not going to change your body anyway it's only a week exactly it's not going to change your body anyway like it's just having that rationale to be like do you know what i didn't stop eating today but like that, I'm not gonna suddenly wake up tomorrow and, and weigh a stone more. No. And even if you possible. even if you did weigh a stone it's more, still okay. does, yeah. Does it even matter? Bodies fluctuate. I think that's mm. also something to remember. Bodies fluctuate. Bodies change. So your body's not always gonna be like it was as a child because you're not a child anymore. And also, we experience different things when people aren't feeling great mentally. Your your body. You know, you might put on weight because you're using food as, like, a comfort, and that's okay. Like, you're not a bad person for doing that. Like, you're... That's normal. Like, that happens to a lot of people. Do you know what? I've just thought of one other thing that I found find really helpful. I think bodies fluctuating is so normal. But we don't... We don't then appreciate, okay, do you know what? I have put on 10 pounds. I've gone up a dress size. Like, we're like, I must get back in my jeans. Go and buy clothes you feel fucking great in. Yeah. with the extra 10 pounds on because it's all to do with that anyway it's, yeah like it's always about what you're wearing yeah yeah like it makes you feel good into things like wear things that you actually feel comfortable wearing yeah and you feel confident just in. go buy that skirt you love in a size up yeah go find another one that fits your new body and makes it look yeah. great because there are always clothes that make every single body look great yeah and i also think don't listen to sizes because every everywhere oh, you go so there. bullshit yeah and who cares what size you are like all i care about is whether it fits me nicely or mm-hmm. not and same who cares whether it's like a bigger size or a smaller size no one nobody walking along the street is like oh she's wearing a size i don't know whatever mm. skirt nobody knows that yeah they're just nobody like knows. that looks nice yeah that dress looks lovely on her yeah exactly really compliments her hair color like <laughs> yeah cute okay cool are we done i think yeah. we've covered across covered everything yeah and hopefully people find these helpful yes we'll definitely be doing more podcast like around the topic of like body image and yeah eating disorders and things so yeah this is just a short snippet of some tips that we pulled together that have really helped us so hopefully they help you guys too (laughs) yeah your body is beautiful (laughs) absolutely thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the everyday goddess If you enjoyed this podcast, please leave a review or if you have any questions you'd like answering, message us on Instagram or TikTok at Everyday Goddess Podcast. We can't wait to see you all next week. Bye for now, goddesses.